Hey everyone, welcome back to It's Just a Phase with Charlotte and Jolene. <laughs> I can't believe we just pushed play on our second podcast recording. <laughs> I'm so excited to keep doing this. The, the feedback we got was honestly amazing. The love and support from all of you that have listened. I couldn't be more excited and thrilled that some of you even listened to this. Yeah, I sent Charlotte a text and I was like, we have the best friends and family. Like, I had cousins that listened to it. All of our friends listened to it and shared it. it I had coworkers that were telling me at lunch, like, hey, I tuned into your podcast (laughs) while I was folding laundry last night. Like, that is amazing. Yeah, how cool is that? Yes, thank you, everybody, and your feedback and supportiveness. Like, it's just really appreciated. Thank you. (laughs) We felt very not alone. Yes, yes, (laughs) So thank you. Um, one really quick shout out I have to give because we forgot to do it last week is thank you to Megan Hummich, our Woo! librarian at Plymouth High School, for giving us some access to a microphone and letting us trial it out. So thank you, Megan. We very, very much appreciate you. Woo, Megan. Go, MVP. girl. Go, girl. <laughs> so we wanted to start it out and keep it like just what are we doing in life or like what's something that's happened since the last time we met. And my thing is... Olivia, she's going to be two in, like, three weeks. She said, I love you. And it was like, oh, now she just keeps saying, I love you, I love you. And it is just, oh, I forgot how amazing that is when they start, like, putting words together. I know. And we were talking a little bit before we hit record before that when you start hearing your kid put together more than one word, it's just so amazing the progress that they make in their speech and the little things like that that can happen. Yeah, it's just, it's, they're such sponges. Yeah. They're so smart at that age. I know, and it's just so heartwarming to hear this little tiny human being yes. tell you how much they love you, and they sincerely mean it. Well, I don't know. She, <laughs> do you think she knows, what, she knows what it means? I do. Do you? I, I do. hope so. I hope so. Again, you just said she's a sponge, so I'm yeah. assuming you say it to those you love so she hears it as a term of endearment. That's so. a good point. Yes. Oh, I hope so. What's going on with you? Um, well, Mr. Nico is really walking around these oh. days. So he's been active, I would say, in the walking practice for since he was probably 10 months he's just over a year now so he's i don't know how many months he is yeah he turned one in november i don't know um but now he's actively like walking around the living room walking between the kitchen and the living room he's trying to bend over and pick stuff off and get back up but he doesn't usually make it back up (laughs) his little stumpy legs just trying oh my god it's so it's just so fun to see him progress from crawling around and moping around to now he's like this little tiny human yeah like standing straight up walking around it's like it's just he's just not my little baby anymore I know. oh I'm that is say. the first step of like it's not my baby yeah. like crawling is close but then walking and it's like y- y- what yeah like you were just an infant mm-hmm. <laughs> and i feel like i've really started getting into this whole other phase of motherhood and i know we always talk and we don't mean to be repetitive but the phases we go through are just so interesting yeah. as a mother like and now i just feel my kids are getting that more independent. Like, I come home from work, and I can get dinner ready, and my boys play by themselves in the living room, and it's just, like, what is this? Yes, Alex, when I got home from work today, he was on the phone for work, and, like, dinner had to be made, and the kids were there, and it's like, wow, I, like, fairly peacefully made dinner. Yeah. With the kids there. I mean, Livy was trying to touch the broccoli, and you know what I mean, but... I was just surprised that I was able to do it. Like, seriously, as recent as three months ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. 
And now I can, like, put Nico in his little chair. He's in a booster seat now. Like, he doesn't have to be in the big high chair. Like, yeah. he's got his little booster oh. seat with a tray, and he's just content in that. And yep. it's just, it's amazing. Uh, it's fun. I'm loving this new phase. Yes, it is exciting. So we are going to start a segment that we're going to do. So every other week, or every two weeks. Is that the yep. same thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. Yes. Wednesdays I have to go into the office, so it is just kind of a draining day. But I love having this to look forward to at night. So Me too. I don't want to switch it. But um, we're going to start a segment called Am I the Asshole? And where did where'd you get it from? Reddit? It is off Reddit. So I want to not take credit. I did not create this. This is not something new. This is off of Reddit. It's a forum that you can go on and you can... Put in, am I the asshole? And it can be any situation that you're dealing with in life. So you could literally go on Reddit and look at, am I the asshole about any topic? So I went on and specifically looked at people who feel like an asshole for asking for help. So, that's, that's this week's theme or this episode's theme is asking for help. Yep. So if you follow us on Instagram, um, we asked you guys what it's like and we'll get into some of that stuff. But first it's, am I the asshole? Yeah. With Shar and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so this particular person off this website said, am I the asshole for asking for help from family because my husband works? So to summarize, this individual is expecting a third child and she asked her mother to babysit the kids while she went to a doctor's appointment because she didn't want to take the other children with her. Come to find out that her mom and her sister had been talking badly about her and they didn't think that they should have to watch the kids because her husband should be responsible enough to take off work to watch the kids while the wife goes to and like a doctor's appointment. And those are their words. Like, your husband should yes. be responsible enough to take off work yes. to watch the kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this individual said, I was completely blindsided by all this because I thought as my family, they were more than, more than happy to help me, but apparently that was not the case. Am I the asshole for being such a burden and speaking up to them about this? I feel so bad for this person. I do too. Like, if you expect my husband to take vacation or take unpaid time off work, it's, like, you can't just watch my kids for me? Like, if, if people in my life found out that Alex took vacation or took off work to take care of the kids, they would be like, why didn't you ask me? Right. You would do that. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I just couldn't. And I try, I mean, I always try my best to put myself in another perspective yeah. of, I understand there's people out there that don't have family and they don't have friends that help out. But I don't think it's because they're not asking. I think it's because they generally just don't have that support, which unfortunately there are people in that situation. Mm -hmm. But this individual clearly thought that the doors were open and the family was presenting themselves as they were there to help. But I guess part of it is... Because I'm the same way. I like to think of it from both sides. Do we know both sides? We only know this one person's sure. side. Right? Maybe she asks for help all the time. But I feel like even then, it's a doctor's appointment. That's important. Yeah. And yeah. you shouldn't have to drag the kids to that. Yeah. yeah. If any of you no, have been I pregnant agree. and have gone to the OBGYN with children, bless your heart, it's probably an obstacle course. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate just going to the pediatrician with my kids. Yeah. I wish I could it's leave them at home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I couldn't imagine. So I think we're going with no, you're not. It sounds like your family is. Yeah. And in their, if they truly didn't want to, they could always just say no. Yep. 
Yeah, There's always exactly. a simple no that one can say if they don't want to help out. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, like we said, we kind of wanted to start incorporating the am I the asshole so we can spark a conversation about when is the right time to ask for help? When isn't the right time to ask for help? So I wanted to just give you guys a few little tidbits that you as listeners have given us on our Instagram page. So we did a little poll. I think it was two nights ago I posted on our Instagram. If you're not following us, follow us on Instagram at it's just a phase pod. And then you can, you know, chime in for our next poll. Um, But 67% of you said that you were ashamed to ask for help because you felt like you were inconveniencing people and you felt like you would owe them something in return. And 33% of you felt that you didn't want to ask for help because you had mom guilt and you were worried about how people were going to perceive you for asking for help. But Charlotte, also say what the two other options were. Because those weren't the only two options. Our other two options were, no, you don't feel guilty asking for help. That's what people are there for. And no... Why would it bother me to ask for help? I think that was the last Okay. So it's not that we didn't give people the option to say no, but But everybody said that, yes, they don't want to ask for help. And thank you to those who sent us messages and replied to the little, I don't know how to do the comment box on Instagram, so you definitely (laughs) need to teach me. And like the rating thing, I need a little lesson. Um, But thank you to everybody who sent messages. I, I wasn't expecting to get anything back. So to get multiple back I was like yeah it was pretty cool yes and one listener said that we could share it yeah so I'm gonna send in a listener tidbit that she gave based on the response of I feel guilty asking for help because I feel I owe something in return so she said yes it's hard to ask for help that fear of needing help in an emergency and that I would owe that person something it's weird because I'm not like that Ask me for help any day, all day, and I wouldn't expect anything in return because life happens. But I have a huge fear of feeling I wouldn't be able to repay someone for the favor and then thinking I'm taking advantage of them. Yeah. You know what's interesting about this? This listener doesn't have kids yet. But they're about to. Yes, exactly. So it's like because one of the things, the other one was about mom guilt. And I think that sometimes we call it mom guilt. It's just guilt. Our husbands might feel that way. I know. I've asked Alex if he gets dad guilt, and he does. Oh, Logan gets it all the time, too. exactly. So I think that sometimes we say that it's because we're parents, but it's been happening long before. Yeah, it's just in general guilt. It's that fear of we're asking for help, we can't repay it. And I think that's just a part of, like, having good morals and having that, what do you call that, empathy? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's just an empathetic thing that you feel, like, Somebody helped me. I have to return the favor. And I don't know how we change that stigma because I all day, every day want my friends to come and ask me for help. I don't want to see my friends struggling on the side of the road. I don't want to hear my friends tell me that, oh, I had to cancel an appointment because I didn't have somebody to come watch my kids. Exactly. I never want my friends to feel like that. And I never want them to feel like they would have to repay me. Yeah. If anything, feed me. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bring me some beer. I don't yes. know. <laughs> but that's how I feel too. So Alex, both Alex's parents and my dad and Joanne help us out a lot. Um, like for an example, this weekend, Jordy has a basketball game 20 minutes away from us at 1230. Olivia goes down for a nap at 1215. So my dad and Joanne are taking Olivia to nap there. Like, perfect. And it was... I, I actually did. I I did feel a little bit guilty, I will say. And if they knew that I felt guilty, and shout out to Joanne because she did listen to the last <laughs> podcast. I was like, oh my God, 
to. You rock Joanne. Yes. <laughs> if she knew, and she's going to message me, if she knew that I felt guilty about it, she'd be like, oh my God, I love having the kids. Yeah. Don't ever. You I know? would say prior to having Nico, when it was just Sebastian, I felt very guilty asking my family for help. Um, for those of you that don't know, I lived an hour and a half away from our family when I first had Sebastian. So we didn't live near family and I only had a babysitter Monday through Friday. I didn't really at the time have high school kids to help me. It was COVID and I lived 30 minutes from the school I taught at. So it just didn't really work out. So we felt very alone and we didn't, what's the right way to say this? We didn't really get practice at asking for help. Yeah. We didn't know how. We just, we knew what we knew. We knew how to take care of our kid on our own. We knew that the weekends, it was us trying to divide and conquer what needed to be done, and that was that. Yeah. Fast forward to moving home right before Sebastian turned two, and let me tell you, we were welcomed with open arms. Our family was just so excited. We were 15 minutes away from them versus almost two hours. I have a huge smile on that face, because I remember (laughs) you telling me you were applying for a job in Plymouth, and I, I, I was... I think I might have screamed. Like, yeah. I was just so excited. And I bet your family felt the same way. So I'm just And like, I think for a long time, maybe not for a long time, but there was the first couple of months of moving back. Our I think our family was just, like, in heaven that we were so close and they offered a lot. But we got very comfortable. And we just got used to, if they don't want to do it, they're going to say no. Yep, exactly. And both of my in-laws are great about it. My parents are great about it. We'll ask. They say no. No big deal. We'll ask somebody else or we just change our plans. It's yep. not the end of the world. A hundred percent. Same way. So sometimes I have to travel for work. Alex's mom will literally just move in because Alex leaves for work at 5 a.m. The kids obviously are mm-hmm. still sleeping then. Daycare, even though she offers to be open then, <laughs> I would never expect her to. Yeah. Um, and so Alex's mom will literally just come and sleep at our house and get the kids off to school or daycare or she'll keep them. And it's like, I am so thankful for it. But then I, and and not but, I in return though have the mom guilt and feel like I have to repay her. And I'm always always like offering to buy her meals. And she's like, stop, you don't have to do it. These are my grandkids. I'm like, but I just want to somehow repay you for being so amazing. Same thing with my dad and Joanne. When yeah. I try to pick up the bill and we go out to eat, my dad will literally yell at me. Yeah, we like, just had the same thing. <laughs> we took my parents out to eat last Friday, and my dad scooped up the bill, and it was like this whole like awkward, like, Dad, we just really want to buy you some food for once. Yeah, right. No, no. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And it's like, but I feel like by me, by them letting me do that, I feel like, I don't know. I'm doing something in return. I don't. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe that's bad that I find it so self-satisfying. I don't know. I don't think it is. No. Okay. No. no. I'm very self-critical. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I do want to bring up though, is that people are probably going to think, so we're talking about how great it is that our family steps in and help and we feel comfortable, but how do we get our listeners and our friends? I, we have friends that ask like, how do you feel okay asking for help? Like, yeah. how do you get over that guilt? Like, how do we deal with that guilt? I think that part of it for me is I have some friends and mostly coworkers, but a couple friends too, that have nobody. And seeing how they, like, like they can get a babysitter, but they don't get, they don't have anybody to do overnight. Mm -hmm. Like they've never woke up in the morning to no kids to just have coffee peacefully and no crying (laughs) and no 
whining and no Sesame Street and no Ninja Kid. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they don't know what that's like. And if you don't know what that's like, it is freaking amazing. It really is. You need to ask for help. You know, and I think that sometimes seeing people who don't have that make me realize, like, I have so many people who are willing to do that. I need to take advantage of it. Yeah, I need to let them. Yes, exactly. And, like, oh, my gosh, Jordy loves spending the night by my Mm -hmm. dad and Joanne. Like, he doesn't want to come home. Like, if I let him stay Friday, he's definitely asking to stay again Saturday. Yeah, and it's not something to think about, like, oh, I'm a bad mom because I'm letting my kids stay at Grandma and Grandpa's house two nights in a row. I'm being a bad parent. I'm being lazy. You have to remember the people that they're spending that time with are enjoying that time, too, so it's also a gift for them. Like, I know... Mm -hmm both my in-laws and my parents, to them, that time is precious. Like, they don't get to see them every day after school. They don't get to wake up yep. with them normally. And this goes even if a friend takes your kids overnight and helps mm-hmm. you out or babysits for a couple hours. They don't get that time with your children. So don't feel guilty that you're doing something for yourself. Think of it as a gift to those that want to spend time with your kids because there probably are far and few between people that really, truly want to help out with your kids. So just let them. Yep. And even if... So, like, I could think about, like, for an example, my sister. Her kids are all grown. Um, so, she has three step kids that are, like, not grown. They're The oldest is a freshman in high school. But they don't and need babysitters Exactly. Anymore. And the youngest is in, like, fourth grade. And so, when Jordy went over there once, I can't remember what Alex and I had going on, I just, I felt bad. I'm like, you don't know what it's like to have a five-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he can be mean. He's a jerk. He likes things his way. Like, he's a lot of work. He's not fun. You know, and she's like, oh my God, don't even. She's like, give me your kid now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. please, bring him here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to remember, too, that your kids are very different yes. <laughs> when they're with other human exactly. beings. And for her, too, I think that it helped her, like, appreciate her kids being older. Like, mm-hmm. that, that retrospective like oh my god I forgot yeah I forgot what it was like to have a five-year-old <laughs> yeah like, I always think about my mother-in-law she is and shout out to you Pammy for your listening to this but you she loves to rock the kids and she's always loved to rock mm-hmm. the kids that's her thing she's got a rocking chair she just wants to hold the babies and she wants to rock them and it's like who is anybody to stop her yeah let her you know she's not hurting anybody I get a free break to do what I want to do. And it's not me being selfish. It's not me being mm-hmm. whatever. It's letting her enjoy those precious moments because her kids are grown now. So why not let her enjoy that with her grandkids? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it really comes down to perspective. Like we have to change the perspective of I'm doing this for myself. So that makes me selfish. Really try to put yourself in the people's shoes that are helping out mm-hmm. and how much gratification and joy it's bringing them to help you in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, I don't know what you said, but it made me think just this week or last week, Sunday, um, we went by my grandma for dinner. So this is my grandma. She's 81. Um, and I asked her, I said, what, what's more fulfilling, having kids or having grandkids? And she's like, oh, grandkids. She's like, this, the time that I get with my grandkids and now great grandkids, mm-hmm. she said, there's nothing like, there's nothing like that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, Give other people that chance to bond with your kids. Yeah. Even if it's a friend or even it's a cousin that's helping you or your aunt or whoever. It doesn't necessarily always have to be the grandparents, but there are people in your life, I promise you, whoever's listening to this, 
somebody wants to love your kid just as much as you. Yeah. And and, it's, and they want to build that relationship with them. Exactly. And I'm not saying that you've never, you know, let somebody else watch your kids. Now go let somebody watch your kids overnight. It starts with, like, having them over to see what they're like with your kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, like, just getting, having your kids around them and then... Oh, yeah, start with playdates in your own house and yep. then build up to I'm going to go out for the afternoon for two hours. And then it can build up to I'm going to go all day yep. without, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then you can build up to an overnight if you're somebody that is a little skeptical to let others help. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, baby steps. Mm-hmm. Baby steps always helps. What about asking for help from your spouse? That's another thing we have written down. Yes. This is... This is an interesting one for me, I think. Um, gosh, I don't even know where I want to go with asking Alex for help. Because there's some things that I'm like, abs- like when it comes to parenting, oh gosh, I ask him for help. No, no problem. But yeah. sometimes like something stupid, like hanging things up on the wall. I can damn well do it on my own and I don't need your help. You know what <laughs> I mean? I don't know why I get like so like, I'm independent, I can do it. I should say, Alex is a perfectionist. Everything mm-hmm. has to be level and everything has to be straight. And I cut corners and yep. I don't give a crap and I will just throw something up on the wall and you will get so mad way. that I have a hole in the wall. So I, he absolutely wants me to ask him for help, but I feel like because I know that, I won't. Because why? It, it, it's, a, it's, it's like you want to prove it, a point. Like exactly. I can still do it. I can do it. I think my perspective has really changed over the last couple of years, maybe probably since we've had Nico and having the second kid. First of all, I should say, for a long time I didn't ask for help. And I would bottle it up and I would bottle it up and then I would snap and it would lead to an argument. So one thing Logan and I have really worked hard on, and probably more me than him, is I have to be clear with what I need and what I want. Logan always says the phrase, I'm not a mind reader, and he's not yep. saying it to be a jerk to me. He literally means it like if I'm upset, he can't always tell what I'm upset about. You he, have to vocalize it and communicate. Yes, yes, yes exactly. It, oh, me and Alex have had that conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that recently we've had friends asking about, you know, how do you talk to your spouse about stuff? And it really truly does come down with how you communicate with one another mm-hmm. and the tone you take with one another. And Yes, Alex doesn't get that. Mm-hmm. And I and Logan listened to our last podcast too, right? He did so, not. Oh, he didn't. No. Oh, I thought he did. He Alex told me that it, did. I was surprised. He told me that this is our thing, so he didn't oh, want to invade that. And I was like, you do you, boo, whatever. <laughs> that was sweet. Um, I don't know if he's list- if Alex is going to listen to the second one or not. Um, I was just going to say something about him, but then I was like, I don't know that I wanted him to hear that. And now I forgot what the thought was. Oh, well, my brain. Yep. But... It really is a learning curve, and I think it really just starts with simply, with the simple phrase. This is how Logan and I started. I feel like this. It would really help me if you could do this to make me feel less anxious or less overwhelmed or less this. And we really made sure when we had those conversations, we were distraction-free. So maybe we waited until the end of the night when the boys went to bed, and we would sit in bed or we'd sit in the living room, and we'd have a cup of wine or... Cup of wine. <laughs> I was gonna say coffee, and then I'm like, it's nighttime. We weren't drinking coffee. A glass of wine, a glass of beer, whatever it may be. Yes. But just having that undivided attention with one another and really telling each other, I felt this way today, to make me feel less overwhelmed or less whatever. It would help if you could do this. And I need to get better at too in the moment of just saying, hey, could you simply do this or could you help me with this without it being barked at him or without it being snotty or whatever. 
Yeah. We all get that in the moment. We just, I always tell Logan, I'm overstimulated. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so. Did you feel, was it harder to ask for help when, in the summers, when you're home with the kids all the day, all day and Logan's at work or like on maternity leave? Yes. Because I remember when I was on maternity leave with both kids. Yes. Now I will admit with Jordy, I had some postpartum depression um, breastfeeding was not easy for me, but I am a very competitive person and I always wanted to make more milk than the day before. Um, and I've never was able to. So I, and it, I just got, I went down a spiral. So I was not in a good place. Um, but I also would not ask for help from him because I felt like it was my job to mm-hmm. do everything. Yep. And that's, and, and I remember once I asked him for help, he's like, oh my, you're going to let me do that? And I'm like, what do you mean, let you? Just do it. He's like, well, you won't let me do the dishes because I won't get them clean enough. And you won't let me do this because I won't do that good enough. Yeah. And you don't like when I change too many diapers because I might rub too hard. And he's like, you won't let me do anything. I'm like, oh, shit. I won't. Yeah. But please. But then I probably complained to you that he wouldn't do anything. Right. <laughs> like- 100%. I felt the same exact way. And, again, I'm a teacher, so I'm home in the summer with the boys. And, yeah, it's really overwhelming having to take care of a household while taking care of the kids. And I did take a conversation with Logan. Mm-hmm. I will say Logan never once came home and said, why is an X, Y, and Z done? You were home all day. He never once said that in my mind. He said it. That's yeah. in my mind. Huge. I felt like he was thinking that, but yeah. never once did he in a conversation ever say, that's what I expect. You nailed it on the head there. Yeah. You felt it, but he never said it. Yeah. I just assumed that. And Logan will always say too. Yeah. If no, if you guys have never met my husband, he's a man of very few words. Yes. But when he does speak, it's he's got some good points. He always tells me I put words in his mouth. Yep. And even in an argument, I'll say, well, you must have meant that. And he'll say, don't put words in my mouth. Yep. I didn't say that. You're interpreting it and you're spinning it into my mindset of the time. Yep. And again, it's not meant to be mean to me. He's just telling me you're taking something into a context it's not meant to be in. Yep. Um, Alex would always say, stop assuming. Mm-hmm. You keep assuming something. Mm-hmm. And he would always say, you know what happened when he was seeing me? Make an ass of you and me. And I'm like, oh my every crowd. <laughs> right? So I might have the dad jokes, but he has like the annoying ones. So stick with me. Mine are fun. <laughs> but, uh, but he'd always be like, stop assuming that I don't want this or I don't want that. Or yeah. I think this. He's like, talk to me. Yep. And Logan always said to you, he goes, I don't assume that your job is easy being home with the kids all day it's not a job but he goes I know that your day is not easy I understand why the house is a mess when I get home he goes mm-hmm. you can clean it up one minute and it's destroyed the next he goes I understand those things but you have to communicate where you need help yep and how much easier is it now that you ask for help from him oh my gosh just, I know I know it's just like it just takes a load off your shoulders it's just it's like from I relate it to going to get your back cracked for the first time at a chiropractor. Like, you just feel all that tension release and let go when you just finally start communicating and you let go of trying to be... I don't want to say I was trying to be pity, but I was just nitpicky. Or I just always assumed, like Alex said, or I always just would put words in Logan's mouth. It's just that tension builds up and nobody's happy. Yep. Yeah, and it just comes down to... It comes down to communication, Mm -hmm. but it also comes down to not being afraid to ask for help because nobody can do it all. And I also want to point out that Jolene and Alex have been together a decade. Logan and I have been together for going on 13 years now. Like, I know. Mm -hmm. Lucky number 13. Um, (laughs) 
It takes a really <laughs> long time to develop that skill of communication. I don't want us to come across as... Yeah. Weak. And it's still hard. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we fight all the time. Not all the time. But we fight just as much as anybody else. It's yeah. not like these conversations go perfectly every single time. I don't want that to be the stigma here. Or the message we're getting yeah. across. No, we don't really have it all point. figured out. We don't have it perfect. Our marriages aren't... Butterflies in a field. They're not easy. (laughs) We put work into them, and that's why we don't get into fights that often. But they still happen. Yep, absolutely. That's a really good point. But I think that a step to getting towards less arguments is asking for help. Yep. And start small. It really... Do baby steps. Yep. Absolutely. All right, I think that we're probably around the 25 minutes. We're at 28 minutes. Ooh, hey, last time was 28 minutes, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so follow us on our Instagram. Thank you for listening again. Like, seriously, our hearts are full. We love tuning in with you guys. We hope that you enjoyed this. Hope you got a good cup of coffee, a cup of wine. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. A good dad joke. Absolutely. And we'll see you again in a couple weeks. Yep, see you guys. Let us know how you're liking it and give us your (laughs) feedback. Adios.